This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today, we are talking about rhubarb. One of, one of my favorite dangerous vegetables. Or is it a fruit or a vegetable? We're going to get to that later. Oh, okay. Yeah. And is it dangerous? It is a little dangerous, but I think it's only the leaf that's dangerous. And, and we'll get to that later, too. Okay, good. Yeah. But anyway, we wanted to celebrate rhubarb today because, at least here in Seattle, it is the peak of rhubarb season, and we are... We are eating a lot of it, to say the least. Yes, pounds, pounds and pounds. Yeah, yeah. And we want to celebrate it with you. Yes. And we also understand that there may be some of you out there who um, maybe don't know how to ride the wild rhubarb stallion, (laughs) 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 so to speak. And because it it, it is a it's a wild, crazy thing. It's very tart if you don't, you know, if you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. But I mean, there are so there are so many good things in cooking that are very tart, but absolutely necessary. Like, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't throw out limes because they're tart. That's true. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't kick rhubarb out of the bed because it's tart. That's what it is. And we just need to learn how to tame it. I wouldn't kick anything out of the bed that that is known as a wild stallion. (laughs) Or that's tart, right? (laughs) I wouldn't kick any tart out of the bed. That's right. Anyway. Anyway, moving right along. We're going to be talking about food at some point here. um, (laughs) And and I hope you'll uh, stick with us for that. What is rhubarb? I mean, is it a fruit? Is it a vegetable? What the heck is it? Well, it is a vegetable botanically because it's not, it didn't come from the flower. It's part of the vegetative part of the plant. And in fact, a court in New York in 1947 decided that rhubarb is in fact a fruit by law, as if, as if the law can tell nature what to do. <laughs> oh, the law. It, it, it so gets ahead of itself sometimes. That's right. I think Mother, Mother Nature in response made rhubarb leaves poisonous. Uh, I bet that is how it happened. Yeah. But anyway, it decided that it was a fruit just because it was used as a fruit in the United States. You make, you make it sound like rhubarb decided that it was a fruit. <laughs> Maybe we but should yes. start over. <laughs> no, no, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, so it's, it's usually used in, in, uh, as a fruit in the sense that it's used for sweet stuff, but not always. That's true. I mean, you can make a chutney with it that you could serve with pork. Yeah, I think especially, you know, pork likes things that, uh, that have a hint of sweetness, which rhubarb usually does, mm-hmm. and chutneys usually do. You can also pickle it. It's really wonderful pickled. That's another good savory use of rhubarb. And so then would it be, would it be like crispy? 
Um, no, I don't think of it as being crispy when it's pickled. It has sort of a texture that um, is across. It, it's certainly not soft, but it's not crispy anymore. It's got a little bit of a resilience, but it's tender. Interesting. I've occasionally had like very lightly poached rhubarb, like poached in a little bit of sugar syrup, like as uh, as part of a dessert. So you get very crunchy, thin slices of rhubarb, mm-hmm. and uh, that's really it's really good. And it's a really it's a really different way to enjoy it because usually it is soft. Right. Right. Well, let's talk about those many soft. Uses Let's of talk about many soft things. Let's do. I want to know what what, are, what your favorite rhubarb things are, especially because I get into kind of a rhubarb rut. Every spring, I cook a ton of rhubarb, and I pretty much do the same two things over and over. I make a rhubarb crumble, and I make a rhubarb compote. And what's that's this about compote it. thing? So it's um it's basically like a rhubarb jam. So um the uh, the recipe came from uh, our friend uh, Dana Cree, who is uh, the pastry chef at Poppy Restaurant in Seattle, and very very talented. And she cooks uh, chunks of rhubarb with sugar and butter and a little bit of triple sec or other orange liqueur. And so it's got a little hint of orange flavor. And you just cook it until the rhubarb has almost completely fallen apart. The way that that I like to do it that uh, we just ate is uh, toast an English muffin, spread on some mascarpone and put some rhubarb compote on top of that. Yeah, we will be sure to put up a link to the compote recipe on our website. Oh, and it's great on French toast also. Oh, that would be every really every French week, toast. every Sunday during during rhubarb season, we have compote on our French toast, and that's a good day. That sounds great. I love compote on my French toast. I also like to make compote, and I also like to make crumble. However, uh, I have done lots of other things with rhubarb. Okay, Matthew. that's that's why I wanted you to be here today. <laughs> I have, uh, it, of course, it's it's a wonderful pie fruit. Yes. If you want to call it a fruit. And in fact, it's sometimes called pie plant. It is. It is. I, I heard that. Uh, it's really wonderful in a pie, a double crust pie. Could we could we start a crusade to change the name from rhubarb to pie plant? I feel like all the other pie plants out there would really get upset, though. And I mean, probably like, the courts would get involved. They would. They would. And who knows what could happen. Something might get declared a vegetable. Yeah. Possibly me. It might. It might. <laughs> I'm sorry. I So I interrupted other cool things you can do with rhubarb. Well, um, you can also do some things that are really, really freakishly easy, much easier than making a pie, much easier even than making, I would say, you know, a compote. Um, You can simply bake it or roast it, um, throw it in some sort of a, a, you know, oven proof dish Mm -hmm. with, I like to put in some white wine and some sugar and a vanilla bean and uh, put it into the oven, forget about it. And uh, it comes out, it still holds the integrity of its shape pretty well and kind of these, you know, nice... Uh, chunks of stock, and, but it's very tender, very fragrant. I um I actually recently wrote about a recipe for roasted rhubarb on my blog, and the ah. recipe came from uh, a wonderful series of books called Canal House Cooking. I I hate I hesitate to mention this, but that sort of reminds me of, of uh, like a celery gratin. Really? Yeah. What, just because they're both stocks? I mean, right. what, what do you what do you got against roasted rhubarb? No, man. no, I have nothing against it. I love a celery celery gratin, and I love the idea of the roasted rhubarb. It's just um you know it. it it's sort of the same image, like, you know, either it's something something red, a red stock roasting or a green stock roasting. <laughs> You're not buying this. Anyway. Yeah. When I wrote about roasted rhubarb recently, I was really fascinated to see that maybe half of the people who commented uh, were intimidated by rhubarb. And, uh, and you know, even, even my writing sort of uh, very excitedly about this roasted rhubarb, they sort of were still afraid to go buy it and try it. Oh, wow. So you really, you really struck a nerve. I did. I did. I think that I unearthed a, a phobia within American culture. Wow. And I'm so glad we can address it today. It probably all goes back to 1947 I and think the whole it fruit does. and vegetable I think thing. it does. You know, what I really 
really want to say is, yes, rhubarb is tart. However, is that the thing that intimidated people? That I think it's that's so tart? what intimidates okay. people is that it's tart. And, and if it's, you know, it can just seem very aggressive, I think, because it's so tart. The thing is, I think there are a lot of recipes out there that overcorrect for that by making it too sweet. Right. You don't really need that much sugar to make rhubarb taste great. It has an intrinsic sweet tartness that you can bring out with very little sugar. And this, this brings up something else, something that, that used to intimidate me about rhubarb, which uh, for a long time, I thought that I always had to peel it. Yeah, you thought that it was too stringy. Right. And, uh, and I'd seen people do this. And if you're going to be heating it and like basically melting it, you don't have to peel it. It doesn't matter. Right. Like all those strings are just going to totally melt away. Right. Okay. So we said before that rhubarb can be dangerous, part of its wild stallion aspect. And is, is it true that, that rhubarb leaves are poisonous? It is true. They have this stuff called oxalic acid. Is that right? Okay. And what will happen to me if I, if I boldly go ahead and eat them anyway? Well, you have to eat 10 pounds to accumulate the right amount of this acid to kill yourself if that's okay. what you're trying to do. But anyway... Couldn't um, I kill myself by eating 10 pounds of pretty much anything? Did you I already think you make probably could. I think you could probably... <laughs> okay. Definitely, maybe sausage, ice cream. <laughs> sausage, ice cream. Mm. <laughs> I just mean the two um, together. Jeez. Well, um, so, so wait, um, th- this kind of brings up a question because, you know, in order for anyone to care whether rhubarb leaves are poisonous, does that mean they're tasty? <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to like cause any deaths because of our show, or at least not too many. But it, do you have to warn people away from them because actually they're really good? Maybe so. I mean, the unfortunate thing is that it's hard for us to find out unless we can get some rhubarb that's growing freshly right now. Right. Because in the store, it's sold without leaves. Right. Um, Sometimes there's like a little, you know, fleck of green at the end. I wonder wonder if we could like... Nibble on a bit? Nibble on it and spit it out. We could see. I mean, I'm game for that. It's certainly not 10 pounds worth. Yeah. And I mean, if we did die on the show, that would be like ratings through the roof. It totally would be. That would be be our biggest show ever. Do you remember when I licked the butternut squash? Yes. I. I, How could I forget? This is almost as daring as that, I think. I know. Yeah. Maybe we should try it. Okay. And there was that time we set the kitchen on fire. (laughs) That was so fun, too. Yeah. We've had so many good times, Matthew. We we don't have any uh, any rhubarb with leaves on hand here. In fact, we don't have any any uncooked rhubarb at all on hand. And should I, we go get some? I, I think we should try and go scavenge some up. Yeah, let's I, do. I know a little place nearby where I think we might be able to to come across a little stash. Is it the grocery store three blocks away? Yes. Here we are. Yeah, we're going. We're heading up. Uh, we're heading up Republican Street, which is not a metaphor. <laughs> No, this is this is this is great. This is our we're we're out in the field. We're getting the real story. <laughs> we just on rhubarb. By some people uh, we probably think we're just narrating where we're walking. No, no, no. It's it's completely it's completely acceptable to walk around walk down the street talking like a crazy person ever since Bluetooth. That's true. Uh-huh. That's totally yeah. True. All right, so what are we going to go do, Matthew? Okay, we're heading to uh, we're heading to QFC on fifteenth, and we're gonna see if they've got some rhubarb. Okay, we're we're currently in the store. We are. We're in the store. <laughs> <laughs> With our microphone. Yeah. No, that's beets. Uh huh. I think I see a stalk. Oh, I think you do. Oh, look, there's, oh, look, there's even some leaves attached. See, I I told you I knew the right place. We can poison ourselves. All right. Okay. Oh, and we need something to uh, something to beep cereal. Cereal. Let's get some cereal. Yeah. Do you eat cold cereal? And if so, what's your favorite one? I do eat cold cereal. I eat a hippie brand called Barbara's Shredded Oats. Oh. How do you shred oats? (laughs) 
I think that's what they're called. Shredded no. spoonfuls. There's a bit of a difference between shredded oats and shredded spoonfuls, but I don't know how you shred a spoon. Yeah, I'm getting cinnamon life here. Oh, here we go. Here it is. Oh, yeah. Shredded spoonfuls. It's kind of delicious. Wait a minute. Excuse me. <laughs> 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 but it's, it's the hippie version of Cinnamon Life. It's the same cereal. Is it really? Well, I mean, it looks the same. Does it have cinnamon? <laughs> I guess, although mine are hexagons. Yeah, this okay. It's, it's, it's the love child of Cinnamon Life and Crispix. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. All right. Sweet. Please remove your bags and take your receipt. Don't mind if I do. Okay, so we're back. We have some stalks of rhubarb. So we've spent the whole episode up to this point talking about cooked rhubarb. But I understand that uh, that kids in the UK and, and Scandinavia sometimes eat raw rhubarb dipped in sugar. And I wanted to try that. And I feel like it's associated with like Appalachia also. Really? I, I, I feel like I've heard that. that I, I am probably making that up. Anyway, we're going to try it, and we're also going to we're going to nibble from the the dreaded rhubarb leaf. Okay, are we going to do the stalk first or the leaf? First? We should probably do the stalk first because if we if we do the leaf first, and it does prove we fatal. might die. Okay, I'm starting with the thin stalk. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. I mean, it's got. I couldn't really bite it off. No, I, I can't either. I'm like I'm like. I sort of had this it's problem. It's very vegetal. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's 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 really. Um, Do you mind if I double dip? Oh, I, I just did, so I guess not. <laughs> sort of breading mine with sugar. That's really interesting. No, it really does taste like a vegetable. It's kind of gross. I yeah, I, I don't know if I, <laughs> I. I guess it is an affordable sweet, but. Uh, except I, I'm not sure about the sweet part. <laughs> Should we try the thicker stock now? <laughs> sure. Why not push our luck? Well, I'm able to get more out of the middle of this. Yeah, th- this is better. Uh-huh. Definitely. If I you're, can actually eat the center out of this. If you're going to gnaw on raw rhubarb. Kind of make my cheeks hurt. You know, there's something a little fishy about it. Fishy like it tastes like fish? Yeah. Are you getting like an undertone of sushi? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Um, we sure, we've sure sold this. I, <laughs> now we're not going to be able to walk down the street anywhere without going past people gnawing on a stick of rhubarb for the, for the fishy overtones. Okay. Maybe we should eat the leaf now. Okay. And now that we've. Are we going to spit it out? I'm afraid to swallow it. I mean, I, I know. I think I know. you should go first. All right. I wonder if it would be better cooked. Do you think it tastes bad? It tastes bad. <laughs> Do you think it's because it's got acid in it? Well, it's really bitter. I don't know if that's if I think that's you the got acid. some in your beard. Yeah, in your goatee. Um, there you go. It's gone now. Okay. It. Um, I just swallowed some. Uh, it, it's. Oh, yeah, don't don't let me spoil it for you. Go ahead. Oh, it's very bitter. Yeah. But I mean, I, you know, what if we sautéed it like with some with some olive oil and garlic and. What if we sautéed like ten pounds of it and and served it to our worst enemy? Yes. Who is our worst enemy? Who is our way? worst enemy? I'm not sure. I'm not dead yet. Me neither. <laughs> that is a great way to end, end an episode. Yeah, guess what, people? Are... <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, are you losing motor function? <laughs> um, that's, that's the first sign. I was going to say, guess what, people? There's going to be another episode. We're not dead yet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
you thought you could kill us with rhubarb, so you're gonna have to try harder next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about next week's secret secret project episode. Yeah, I forgot what it is. <laughs> Good. And uh, thanks for listening to to Spilled Melt, the show that survived another week. <laughs> I'm Matthew Amster Burton. And I'm Molly Weisenberg. There goes an old Chevy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you more a Chevy or a Ford kind of person? I think I'm more a Chevy kind of person. Hmm. What about you? I don't know. I don't really know what the difference is. <laughs> <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.